You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Regan again. They go left. He's Rogers. Wow, that was the last time Australia won the Bledisloe Cup. Is that right? That's right, yeah. You 20 scored... years ago. Or 20, 21 oh, years ago. 21 years ago. Mm, How yeah. are the chills right now hearing that? Oh, the man, glory was, days it, of the world. And Who knocked it over? Was it Matty Burke knock it over? No, he missed it. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked a penalty to, to win it uh, a few minutes later, which was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, oh, an amazing memory. Highlight of my career. Tell you what, I've been looking forward to this chat all week. Sats and I have been talking about it mm. for a week. Rat, you've just joined Sports Day over the yep. last couple of weeks, and one of the first things we had to do was get the newly appointed uh, Wallabies coach on the line, and uh, you two have a wonderful long history. We do. And boy, am I fangirling this chat. Let's welcome Eddie Jones, Wallabies coach, to Sports Day. Eddie, welcome to the show. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, Beaver, I'm, 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 when the announcement was, came out that you were coming back to coach, I, I instantly got excited because I know what you bring to the table. Um, it, was it a tough decision to, to come back to Australia after being away for so long? And, and I, I guess seeing the state of the game, uh, you know, particularly, you know, Super Rugby and the, the Southern uh, you know, Hemisphere teams that haven't been performing that well. You've been over in Europe, tough competitions, high-quality rugby. What made you come back? Uh, well, firstly, mate, I thought I'd done in Australia and you know, uh, always watch the games with with a lot of affection. And it was disappointing to see how rugby's been going. And you know, coming back in last year with England and, and rugby was a bit on the nose, mate. Um, so when I got a phone call saying, you know, would you coach for 2023, all I had to think about was, mate, whether... I thought I had the energy and enthusiasm and, and desire to, to win. Um, and it took me about a week and I thought, you know, I can't not give this a go. You know, it's too good an opportunity. And I want to see Australia do well again. Australian rugby, you know, be competing against NRL and AFL and, and, and soccer as, as one of the premier winner sports. Yeah, mate, it has been languishing and it and it's... Probably as a former Wallaby, uh, it's probably been one of the most disappointing things. And to see, you know, the likes of the AFL and the Rugby League go from strength to strength, can you, I guess if, if, if you could put your finger on it directly, you'd, you'd be worth a fortune. But what, what do you think needs to change to get us back up into that sort of threshold? Well, I think, yeah, one thing we've got to beat the drum, mate. We've got to get out there and be aggressive. Um, yeah, I think rugby, because it's, it's got its public school roots, uh, private school roots. Um, so I've been in England too long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, private school, private school roots. 
you know, it's a bit she'll be all right, but it, it hasn't been right. So, yeah, we've got to compete, compete hard, compete hard for players, you know. Why not buy a couple of league players to bring them across, you know, and show we're serious about it. Yep. And then and then I think Super Rugby's saying just in the last two weeks that the administrators have got together and said we've got to make the game uh, more attractive for people to watch. And, you know, one of my best mates, uh, a mad rooster supporter, I had coffee with him this morning, you know, and he's always in the kit. Uh, same age as me, dresses like a you know fourteen year old fan, <laughs> but he loves them. And he he said you know he started watching rugby again because it's 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 more entertaining. And you got to have a game that entertains people. You just look at NRL. You know, I was speaking today to uh, Wingy Craig Wing, and he was saying like when he first came in, um, you know they did well the Roosters, and then the Storm came in and made the game slow and tough. And, of course, the NRL made changes to the game, haven't they? You know, and they've yeah. made it exciting. they made it free-flowing. And, and people want to watch it, mate. Yeah. I, I, I look at European rugby. I look at, uh, you know, the domestic competitions, the, the Heineken Cup, the, the Six Nations, and it just seems like the quality of rugby over there on a consistent basis is higher. Does that do – you, do you think – we need to get to that here at that lower level than that in international stage so that we can compete on a more consistent level because it seems like our national team on their day can beat anyone, but it's just not consistent yeah. enough and it seems like our competition below that level, it's just like the NRL, it's week in, week out, brutal competition. How do we get to that at that lower level so that our guys are ready? Yeah, well, I think you've got super rugby, you know, and super rugby with, with now New Zealand and obviously the two Pacific sides playing, that's at a regional level now, and it's it's the players underneath. Like, yeah. can we can we run a super club competition? You know, where the top four clubs from Brisbane play against the top four clubs from Australia, so they're playing at a higher level. Yeah. There just needs to be another level above club rugby, which is good, um, but we need just something to to give the players the opportunity to play at a higher level and get ready for super rugby. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Hey, Eddie, you, you mentioned earlier on about the, the private schools, and this is something that the Rat was quite passionate about last week, actually. He said it publicly on air, about the pillaging that goes on with the 15- and 16-year-olds from rugby league clubs in the private rugby union schools. How does Australian rugby, how do they stop that? How do they put a plug in that? Yeah, I think Rat went to private school. I did. But I'll say this, Beaver. I'll say this: rugby union was not professional, and it drives me insane that the GPS rugby school system is a breeding ground for NRL superstars. You, you know, your Kalen Pongers, your Dane Gagai's, your Joseph Lockie Sulee. Crichton, your Joseph Tullie. These are all rugby guys. You know, yeah. how do we, we not just, have? We just got. How do we We've got change to sell it? the game more, mate. Yeah. Got to sell the game more. Because you, you, you have a look at, you know, NRL's great competition. Yeah. And as a, as a young guy, you can get rewarded straight away. Like Cameron Murray maybe comes out at Newington, uh, East offering or South offering 200000 a year. And in rugby, you'll get 40000 a year. But as you, as you know, Matty, that the opportunities in rugby are, are not just financial, they're there are opportunities to play in the third biggest sporting event in the world, opportunities to play in, in different countries around the world. Yeah, you can keep playing if you're a good player and you're prepared to work hard. You can keep playing at 35, 36 in Japan or France or England, and you don't get those opportunities in league. Um, 
And that's the beauty of the game. You know, both yeah. are great games. But we've got to sell that to kids, show them how, how the opportunities there are, get, you know, ex-players in front of them and just show them that it's not the only uh, option they've got is to play NRL. Yeah. Mm. Now, you, you you love your rugby league, and we can, we can tell just by the way that uh, throughout this uh, discussion so far, Eddie, but 2002, there's Rat and, and Dell and... Was it? Did Dell famously say he just watched these turnstiles? Big Dell yeah. sells, he said. Yeah, 2003. <laughs> 2003 was Lottie. Now, a lot of those outside backs, for rugby union, the transition from league to rugby union, do you identify as the outside back as the easiest transition for a leaguey into, into rugby? Well, I reckon Dell wouldn't get through the turnstiles now. He <laughs> <laughs> would make it turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely, mate. I think, you know, both are in space. Both are dealing in one-on-one situations, making decisions. You need pace and power. And just saw on the weekend, you know, Vinny Valu from from who's had a couple of two dry mm. years in rugby is now starting to find his feet. And he, you know, uh, I think the transition's much easier for a forward. It's it's tough, mate. Mm. I think it's too tough because there's too much technical stuff in rugby. Um, for a forward to learn it, but definitely for backs, definitely for our, and particularly outside backs. Mate, I've I've heard you interviewed prior to talking to us, and this is about the third time I've I've heard you mention Cameron Murray. Yeah, um, please. Stop. There's a guy across the, the desk from me who's a, a rabid South fan, yeah, and uh, he's, he's starting to get a bit nervous. Um, he, I, I think you're right. I think he would make an amazing number twelve. The way that he could set up play and his toughness. Um, He'd be handy to have in, in the stable, Eddie. Who else? Who else would yeah, be on no, the list? Yeah. Who else you got? Who else uh, are in your I, sights? I reckon Cameron Murray's a standout, mate. Like, oh. yeah, you know, he's got good sense. He's tough. He's a leader. You know, all the things you want in rugby. You, you know, you think about what Sonny Bill Williams did when he came from league to union. Yeah. You know, Cameron Murray's. I know he's a different sort of player, but he'd have that that effect on players. Yeah. Oh, I reckon, mate. That clearly be handy at ten, mate. Oh, be, uh, but oh I, yeah, I couldn't see Penrith letting him go, mate. No, no, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know. Rugby have got a few um, fairly wealthy followers. They might help you <laughs> boost the checkbook a bit and get him across. But mate, I, I'm excited about um, seeing you back at the helm. I mean, do you think Australian rugby has, is at a point? And this is this is what concerns me. Um, that we end up being like Australian soccer and our best players have to go overseas to play, to get, you know, the quality that they need to, to play at, to, to then come back and compete on that national stage. Are we, I, I'm, I'm nervous that we're close to that point, Beaver, and, and, and does that worry you? Uh, look, it's a concern, mate, but I think, again, if we paint a picture for players, show them... Like improve the quality of the Super Rugby programs, and they are starting to improve. Yeah, uh, I think Super Rugby is just going to get stronger and stronger with the new competition structure. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, and the the Rugby Championship. You know, what other what other? And it was one of the reasons I came, mate. I got an offer from another team to catch me in 2023, and their warm up games for the World Cup were like Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, and they're not being disrespectful. But then you look at Australia and, you play, and we're playing South Africa and New Zealand twice. Like, yep. They're the games you want to coach in and you want to play. And the yep. same for a player, mate. You know, you know, yeah. you played in Breslau Cups. What experience that is, mate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so, 
you, you've got to sell that to the players and make them know what a, what an opportunity they got. Because when New Zealand plays Australian Queensland Cup, you know most of the sporting world that's got any idea of rugby stops mate and watches it. You know, and and how many times in your life do you get to play in those games? Yeah, you're right, mate. And and they are some of the fondest memories that I have from my career. I, I got to ask you, Beav, that the mentality of the this generation of player is very different to the mentality we had. I mean, we. We, we all copped a few bakes from you back in the day and, and they were very unfiltered. <laughs> um, have you changed your style to marry up with the, the, the current generation of player or is it this is how it is and get on board? Well, I tell you, mate, there's still a place for it. Um, <laughs> I like you know, it. Being, being directly honest, but it's probably, there's probably less places for it now. Yeah, you know, it's probably every every second or third bus stop and every bus stop and in between bus stops. Yeah. Um, you know, so you gotta, you got to pick your time. And a lot of times now, mate, it's, it's getting them down the problem. Yeah. I'd rather telling them what the problem is, encourage them to work out a solution. But, you know, there's still a place for being direct and honest and, and unfiltered, mate. Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing you you're back uh, at the helm, Beaver, and, and I, I wish you all the best, mate. We'll be right behind you, and um, we're looking forward to seeing Australia um, winning some games consistently. All right, mate. We'll do our best. We'll definitely do our best and look forward to catching up. But thanks, boys, for having me on. Eddie, before you go, I want to ask you a question. Is it true uh, when Wendell and Matt Rogers came to rugby, you had to separate them and you had a room and a hotel between them? Well, is that true and why? It's because you want to be involved in everything they did. That's why. Did you want to join the party, did you, Eddie? <laughs> no, well, they were both, they both had, uh, shall we say, high spirits. <laughs> um, like, you think back about those times, Matty, and how much fun we had. Oh, like, mate, and you know what? It's... Yeah, what, 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 I, what I respected about you, Beaver, was, was like you, you were okay with us having a good time, but we had to show up. And we had to work, and if we didn't, yeah. we we copped yeah. it, and we wore it, you know. Yeah. And but we yeah. did, we, you know. You you play up, you show up, and um, you know. One thing that I that I'll say about Eddie Jones is is he's a hard coach, but he's a fair coach, and he'll tell you exactly what you need to hear when you need to hear it. And I'm excited, like I said about. Like you're saying, there's still a place in it. Craig Bellamy still works oh, with mate. the same philosophy. Yeah. Can, can I just ask where the nickname Beave comes from? As yeah. first time I've heard Eddie yeah. called Beave. Where's that come from, Eddie? Beaver. Oh, yeah. uh, it was when I was at university, and I went. Uh, it's a pretty boring story, but I'll tell it. I went water skiing. And I was hopeless. I just kept falling off. So I got the paddles and put them in my hands and just paddled out. And one of the bikes said, "You look like a beaver, mate." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. it's, it's good to have you back. You know what? We're actually, even this show, we're talking about rugby in Australia yeah. in, in a positive way. In fact, mm. we're talking about rugby, and yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. We very rarely talk about it, but we're excited about having you back in charge of the Wallabies. Keep your hands off Cam Murray, and <laughs> everything will go all right, okay? Eddie Jones, coach of the Wallabies. We love you. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Thank babe. you.